Welcome to the Elijah Rising podcast. Elijah Rising is an organization empowering women recovering from sexual exploitation. This episode is going to help you become more aware about the issue of sex trafficking and inspire you to take action. Welcome to the podcast. Mm-hmm. My name is Micah Gamboa, and we are joined today by Frankie Mazapika. He's mm-hmm. a senior pastor at Celebration Church in the Woodlands. Our beloved partner, can mm-hmm. you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you came to know Elijah Rising? Yes. Um, that's a great story, actually. A um, little bit about myself. Uh, the great story is how I, how I met <laughs> you guys, but a little bit about myself. Um, my wife and I started the church in the Woodlands mm-hmm. when I was 27, wow. and she was 25. And um, we started it by putting an ad in the newspaper. So in, in that time, I'm kind of dating myself mm-hmm. a little bit, but there was no social media. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been a lot easier um, if there were, but we put an ad in the newspaper. And I remember um, it was expensive for us mm. to put it in. And so we were like, hey, new spirit-filled church in the woodlands. And I was nervous about putting spirit-filled because yeah. I didn't want that to be a detractor. But there were so many churches on every corner, mm-hmm. that, and they all just kind of sounded the same, mm-hmm. right? So we were trying to... Um, be a little bit different and say, hey, this is our DNA, this is our culture. And um, I don't know if that kind of advertisement was good or not, um, but it was who we were. Mm -hmm. I question whether or not it was good or not because only three people showed up (laughs) to the first service. And um, it was crazy because prior to launching the church, I was a part of a a mega church. And so it was one of the largest churches and still is one of the largest churches in the nation. And so I thought, man, I was a part of the largest church or one of the largest churches in the country, and I'm a part of the smallest church (laughs) in the country. Uh, But, you know, uh, three people showed up, and and we just started grinding it out. And and today, uh, I look forward to going to church, and um, it's a thriving church. I think the, the thing that I love the most is at the conclusion of every service, we go for healing. And uh, I'm not saying every single person I mm-hmm. pray for, every single person mm-hmm. our our prayer pe- our prayer partners pray for gets healed. Sure. But every single Sunday, people get healed, and um, we can talk more about that in a minute. But that was the whole purpose of of writing the book mm-hmm. that that I wrote. Um, but when I met you guys, that was a cool moment because I was in the kitchen at my house, and I think I was eating lunch. And um, I decided to, you know, when I was a kid, I used to read the backup cereal boxes Mm -hmm. when I ate breakfast. So I opened up the laptop and I was just going to read something while I was eating lunch. And um, that my splash page at the time was Fox News. And, And right on the front, it says, Elijah Rising stops robotic, uh, sex robots from coming to Canada. And I was like, sex robots? Like, what is this world coming to? And I didn't even want my, like, imagination to try to figure out what that was. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but I read Elijah Rising and I'm like, that has to be a Christian organization. Like who would name their Christian organization that if they didn't mm-hmm. know the Bible, right? So I was about to click on it and I was nervous because I'm like, I don't know where this is going to take me. Fair. Um, Fair. Because if, if they're stopping sex robots, like this is not a, you know, so I click on it. I find out you guys are in Houston and um. I'm thinking to myself, I'm a, I need to find out who they are. We're going to invite them to come to our church in the <laughs> woodlands. And my whole purpose was interview you, raise as much money as we possibly could, and, and help you guys um, with your mission. Mm-hmm. And so that's how we met you guys. And uh, I don't know, was that in 2000, 2018? Yeah, so. it was. No, it was 2018. I remember that season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was uh, a, a lot of um, catalyst moments in that season. Yes. <laughs> it really was. That's a good way to say it. Yeah, yeah, it right yeah. There. We can just leave it at that. That's a whole nother podcast all by itself. But um, so yeah. today we're here to talk about the you know the work of the Holy Spirit, specifically like in power in the lives of believers. Um, But you wrote a book unto that effect. Can you tell us the title of the book, when it's coming out, a little bit about that? Yes. So um, it was in the season that that we met Mm -hmm. um, where... Uh, we we met in what November of 2018, maybe a little bit earlier, but yeah, around yeah. the mid mid year or so. Yeah, so um, in January, I read this book written by Charles Finney, mm-hmm. and uh, it was called Power of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, I read it at uh, midnight because uh, my wife was already sleeping. I'm laying in bed and I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to pick a book that's going to put me to sleep. And uh, I saw his <laughs> face and I was like, this guy is 100% chance he's going to put me to sleep. And uh, I started reading the book on my iPhone and I was up till three o'clock in the morning, like the entire message ruined my life in the most positive, um, positive way imaginable. And uh, I woke up the next morning and I was so inspired to increase my prayer life. And mm. so I, I, would, I determined that I was going to pray uh, more than I've ever prayed, more passionately than I've ever prayed, uh, until I received a breakthrough mm. that was the echo of his book, mm-hmm. um, which is in Acts 1.8, you shall receive power when the mm. Spirit comes upon you. And I'm like, I, I don't see any evidence of power in my life. Mm. Um, and so, uh, particularly with the gifts of the spirit and, uh, we were pastoring a great church at the time, but then all of a sudden, just like that, like pastoring a growing church is, is not going to be enough for me after reading that book. Sure. And so I just started praying and, um, I got to the point where I was setting my alarm for like two hours or three hours, whatever, or, or one hour, however much time I mm-hmm. had that day. And I determined I'm not going to come out of the room mm. until my alarm went off. And mm. so there was a lot of moments where I was like, I don't know what else to pray about. And I, the Holy Spirit, you're going to have to help me. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and after about seven or eight months of that, mm. about the time we met, mm. um, I received my breakthrough. Mm. And, and ever since then, um, healings have been happening uh, if I'm preaching somewhere else mm-hmm. or if I'm in our own church and I felt like the Holy Spirit just really showed me some things mm-hmm. that Jesus did in the Bible. And once I started doing those things, I don't know how it got yeah. past me the first million times I read the Gospels. 
But once he started showing me these things, I just thought, oh, my goodness. And so I had to write a book on it, mm. um, Your Divine Invitation. And so, um, yeah, it's it's been exciting. That's awesome. And so to clarify, so you, before you had that encounter, mm-hmm. your church was not seeing healings or were you seeing some or how did that did that dramatically shift after your encounter? That changed everything. Okay. That changed everything. Um, I experienced one dramatic healing, and I think mm-hmm. it was like uh, in 2014. Okay. Uh, it was a baby dedication, and I didn't know that the baby needed healing. We are mm-hmm. just doing a baby dedication. And uh, I remember I had like, a, had like a Britney Spears mic mm-hmm. on or something <laughs> like that, and we dedicated the baby, and the mom said, hey, can you pray for the baby? It's uh, got a broken collarbone, um, and we're supposed to go to surgery in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, sure. You know, I wasn't anticipating that. That's not normally something that happens when you're doing a baby dedication. But I laid my hand just real, like, uh, we're going to pray a simple prayer, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get on with the rest of the service. I laid my hand on the baby's collarbone. I said, in Jesus' name, mm-hmm. collarbone come together. And it was so unreal because I laid my hand on and I felt the bone underneath my fingers like go back into place. And I had my eyes closed when I was praying. I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I thought for sure I, uh, if that that was going to be the story of my life from that moment forward. And it never happened again. It never happened previously. Mm. Never happened again. Mm. Uh, until that breakthrough took place. And, and like I said earlier, now it happens weekly, you know? Wow. Yeah. And so when you, the moment of your breakthrough, yes. what did that look like? Can you walk us through how you knew that something had changed? You know, I, I'm glad you're asking that question because I didn't know. Mm. I didn't know. Um, I didn't know until I prayed for someone. Okay. And then all of a sudden I got healed. And um, there was an impartation moment mm. um, that I wasn't aware that was taking place. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I've grown up in the church and I've had, you know, the who's who pray for me just mm-hmm. because I was, um, uh, you know, I've always had the privilege of sitting underneath a ministry who knows mm-hmm. a lot of people. And um, because of that, I mm-hmm. got to be prayed for by a lot of people. But, you know, never... Mm-hmm. Ever did I notice an impartation? And maybe it took place, but sure. I never noticed anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I did receive an impartation um, by a gentleman by the name of Dr. Randy Clark mm-hmm. with with Global Awakening. But I didn't know it, right? I didn't know it um, until I laid hands on someone and they were healed. And uh, And then he told me, he said, look, um, you need to go pray for all of your prayer partners. Oh, wow. And um, and so I did. Mm-hmm. And then healing started coming from there. So I didn't know mm-hmm. that an impartation took place. Mm-hmm. But since then, more impartations have taken place in my life. But it never came through anyone let praying for me again after that. Um, they took place in my prayer time. Mm-hmm. But again, I never felt anything, Micah, like... I didn't feel anything when Dr. Randy prayed for Mm -hmm. me. I didn't feel anything in my own prayer time. I just started noticing that there were bigger and bigger miracles that started taking place. For example, when Dr. Randy prayed for me, and then I started praying for other people, Mm -hmm. like I could feel um, like bones move, right? Wow. Um, Wow. But then months later, um, 
deaf ears started opening. And and then months later, we've got, you know, blind eyes were opening. Wow. Um, and then from our prayer partners, I'm a little bit jealous because the Lord hasn't used me in this area yet, but people are being healed from cancer. Wow. And so these are impartation moments that took place in my own prayer time. And some of the most powerful people I know in the areas of um, spiritual gifts, um, they receive their impartation while they're praying by themselves. And Mm -hmm. I cover all these things in the book Mm -hmm. because there's a a process of getting yourself in position um, for an impartation. Mm. Um, But, yeah, uh, that's how it's happened. Gosh, it's such a dramatic transformation right from one ex- one experiential reality to the next it's yes. completely different and you know, your church is completely different yes and and i think micah it it comes from um being frustrated mm. like if i would have been okay mm-hmm. you know we're just going to build a big church and yeah. be happy with um adding people to the church which yeah. is which is the great commission right so mm-hmm. to be fulfilled with that um, is a good thing. Mm. But when when deep inside you're reading the Gospels and, and you're reading scriptures, I don't know, um, Mark 16, 17, 18, these signs shall follow those who right. believe. Um, Mark 9, 23, anything is possible to those who believe. Um, it, it just gets frustrating. Mm. You know, what are you going to do? Just yeah. like turn a blind eye to all these scriptures? You yeah, know? like they don't apply to me anymore. Yeah, or, I don't understand it, yeah. so I'm not going to think about it. Right. Or you start building your theology on past experiences sure, instead sure. of the Word of God. And so there, it, I think that you you got to be frustrated, mm. and, and frustration leads to hunger, mm. which leads to a pursuit. Mm-hmm. And I think that frustration's a, a divine invitation. Mm. Um, like and that's that. that's that's where the title of the book came from. I love that. Yeah. And I've read your book. It's phenomenal. So please, if you're listening to this, I highly yeah. recommend they get it. Yeah. How can thank, they? thank you for endorsing it, by <laughs> the way. Welcome. You wrote a, a great endorsement. Um, yeah. And, you know, we're not going into the details on it, but, you know, meeting you and and meeting your, your husband, um, you know, that was a, a massive spark plug mm. for our church as well. And so uh, I'm really happy to be partnering with you guys and you know, our church supports you guys mm-hmm. with um, with volunteers and 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 for a financial support. I mm-hmm. hope we're a blessing um, because you guys have been um, what's the word? Uh, catalytic. Oh, I love and, that. Yeah, you I like that? that? I, I had to say it in my head before <laughs> yeah. I could say it out loud. But um, so it's been a, a very mutual blessing. That. Thank yeah. you. We we feel the same way. Yeah. So um, you know, I think there there might be a lot of listeners out there who. Maybe this is one of the first times that they're kind of opening their ears to, oh, what is this power of God or the power of the Holy Spirit? Or yeah. maybe it's just an unfamiliar, maybe even scary idea to yeah. some. Um, you know, and Elijah Rising, we work so closely with so many churches. So from Lutherans to Presbyterian to Baptists to non-denoms, mm-hmm. right? So um, we get the spectrum. Yeah. Um, so what about, could you kind of articulate for our listeners, what do you mean by the power of the Holy Spirit. You've talked a lot about healing. Are, are there any other expressions that you would say that you've seen since this encounter? Yes. You know, um, let me dive into that answer mm-hmm. 
um, by emphasizing the subtitle of the book. So <laughs> the title is Your Divine Invitation, and the subtitle is Access the Holy Spirit to Complete Your Assignment. And, you know, after studying the scriptures on how, take, for example, in Luke 24, 49, where Jesus told the disciples, go to Jerusalem and wait until Mm. you're endowed with power. In other words, I'm not even going to allow you Mm. to start your assignment of the Great Commission. Like, you don't have a chance. (laughs) Yes. Of completing that assignment, right? Unless you have received power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's what's fascinating is is that for so many years I was trying to accomplish the same great commission that that they have, mm-hmm. um, without paying a lot of attention of being empowered by the Holy Spirit. Right. You know, just straight leadership or yeah. or straight charisma mm-hmm. or you know, just strategy, right, you know, if right. you have enough charisma, enough strategy, uh, you have some, a, a team around mm-hmm. you, um, you know, you can build a crowd. Right. Um, but to complete the commission um, of disciples where someone's mm-hmm. life is, is being changed or a person is being healed or they yeah. receive that prophetic word that changes everything in right. their life. Right. The apostle Paul couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. The disciples couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Jesus couldn't do it. What makes us think that we can do it yeah. without a manifestation mm-hmm. of God's power in our life? Mm-hmm. You know, and a manifestation mm-hmm. defined by uh, a person can see mm-hmm. God's anointing mm-hmm. sparking a type of, uh, I'm going to use the word um, impression. Mm-hmm an impression that 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 changes their life Mm -hmm. you know which an impression can be several different things i'm I'm using that word because it could be a miracle right (laughs) right right it it could be a healing yeah it could be a prophetic word Mm -hmm. it could be a dream it could just be like a woman at the well yeah where she just had this impression in her um the the lord while he was talking with her made an impression upon her right and right. everything changed. Absolutely. So so it can be so many different expressions. And I love that because the Holy Spirit is a person. Yes. He is his own person. That right? is so true. And so he's yeah. going to have all these different ways. And I think something that Elijah Rising is kind of, I feel like just coming into is the creativity of the Holy Spirit yes. for the work of ministry. Yes. That we're becoming more and more hungry for, meaning... Um, that we don't just go out and do outreaches mm-hmm. one way, right? Mm-hmm. So we're not approaching people the same way every time that we're trying to listen and obey yes. so that we can have those kind of aha moments for the sake of another. Yes, because every person you talk to is a unique person. Yeah, and has a unique story, unique mm-hmm. traumas, and the Holy Spirit knows all of that. Right? Yes. So there is actually a, a quote in your book that I'm going to read because I don't want to <laughs> jumble sure, it up. Sure, yeah. I thought it was so powerful. As children of God, we must embrace the idea that part of our assignment is to create moments when the virtue of God will flow into someone's life and change everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I love that so much because that's, I would say that we're doing the same, we're trying to do the same thing, right? right? Sure. We yeah. want those moments to 
for someone to have an encounter, maybe this is the only time that like a woman who's caught in trafficking or a woman in the strip clubs or even a buyer out there will have the chance to be encountered by the Holy Spirit in a very yes. tangible way. Yes. So can you talk to our <clears throat> listeners a little bit about how do you create those moments as a mm-hmm. believer? How can we cultivate kind of an environment where that reality is possible? Yeah. You know, um, the best example of creating these moments is, is actually Elijah rising. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to give you other examples, but in order to create a moment, you, you have to do something risky. It's good. Right. Yeah, it's good. And I don't know anyone <laughs> that's, that's, you know, more, more risky than, um, Elijah rising this entire ministry. But the thing is, is that the more risk you take, mm. um, the more reward the greater the life change is. And so, you know, how do you create these moments? Um, You have to take a risk, Mm. you know, and some of these risks seem like they're simple in conversation like this Mm -hmm. because um, it's as simple as praying for someone. Mm -hmm. Like before we started this podcast, you said, hey, can we just pray before we start? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there's a little risk in that. It sounds so <laughs> fundamental, but there's always this little awkwardness mm-hmm. of changing the subject in order to pray. Mm-hmm. You know, um, to take the risk of being awkward. Mm-hmm. You know, of saying, "Hey, can I pray with you?" Like, like for example, I was uh, I was driving down the road, and um, a guy in our church called me. And uh, he was like, Pastor Frankie, I, I want to come to the church. I, I want you to pray for me, but I can't get there. Mm-hmm. And I know this guy, right? Mm-hmm. And so he, there's, there's no reason why he, he can't come to church. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, I have developed this sore on the bottom of my foot that started off as, as round as a penny. And mm-hmm. now, then it went to a quarter, then it went to uh, a half dollar. And now... You know, seventy percent of my, or sixty percent of my foot has no skin on it, oh, wow. and the doctors are talking about amputating my foot. Oh, my and goodness. and so while I'm driving down the road, and I know I shouldn't be talking on the phone while I'm driving down the road, but it's a different it's a different uh, conversation. <laughs> oh, wow. But I'm driving down the road, and I'm telling them, I said, I, I I'm going to be praying for you. I'm mm-hmm. going to be praying for you, and. I just felt the Holy Spirit. It wasn't out loud, right? It was just right down in here. And um, I felt him say, well, if you believe that I can heal and pray for him right now. Mm. And so, um, you know, even though I'm a pastor and he would expect for me to pray for him, you know, there's just just this slight hesitation, Mm -hmm. right? And um, I said, well, look, I'm going to pray for you right now. And uh, I believe he's going to heal you. And it's so scary to say that because... Yeah. You know, in my past experiences, yeah. you know, you can you can tend to build your theology on past experience. So if, if God so didn't good. answer this prayer, if yeah. he didn't answer that no. prayer, if this person didn't get healed, if that person didn't get healed, then, you know, I'm going to stop doing it. Because yeah. um, but when you receive that breakthrough that I write about in the book, now your confidence goes up. Sure. Right. Sure. And so I said to him, I was like, look, I, I believe he's going to heal you. So I pray for him. Mm-hmm. And um he sends me a before and after picture 10 days ago, uh, 10 days later. Wow. And I saw the before picture and he told me 
one right after I prayed for him, was like, look, I'm not going to send you a picture. It's going to make you mm. sick. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen a lot of things. When he sent it to me, I I honestly, mm. I, I felt myself getting not. I wasn't going to throw up. Um, and then I flicked to the next picture and it was like completely healed. And, I'm, and wow. I've, I've noticed wow. that creating moments is not really an, a, a heroic thing. Mm. You know, the moments are typically sitting right in front of us. Oh, that's good. You know, they're sitting right in front of us. And then there's some moments that you have to make, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to go put myself in a position. Like, yeah, uh, the, you know, the first time I prayed for somebody who was blind and their eyes were open, I was out on the street passing out food. Mm. Wow. Right? Yeah. And so if you don't get enough action as somebody you know, there's just not enough opportunities, yeah. right? Yeah. You go make an opportunity. It's good. You know, it's you really go, good. like with your ministry, mm-hmm. you know, you're going on the street mm-hmm. looking for people. You're not going to come home without praying for somebody. Right. 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 Well, you know, let's say you pray for two or three people with Elijah Rising on a Friday night. Well, how many would you have prayed for that week if you didn't go with Elijah right. Rising? Zero. Yeah. yeah. You know, so... To look for moments to go create, get yourself in those situations, put yeah. yourself in those situations because we want the Lord to find us busy. Mm, you I know? Love that. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's so true. So, what would you say to a listener or somebody who maybe they feel like they haven't received? kind of that breakthrough yet, yeah. right? But they're interested, they're hungry, they're they're believing, like believe. I believe that the Holy Spirit can move and I believe that he wants to move through me. Yeah. Would you, adv- how would you advise them? Like just go for it and start praying for the sick or yeah. start praying for those kind of miraculous, believe that the Lord will give you a word of knowledge or whatever and just kind of go for it Yeah. or wait. How would they navigate that? Um, I'm going to answer the question in reverse order, but don't let me forget the beginning of it. Um, what was the beginning? Of it? <laughs> um, so if uh, I, we'll get there, we'll okay. get there, we'll get there. Sorry to put <laughs> you on okay. the spot like that. So um, what would I tell a listener to do? Um, that's what it was. Yeah, there's a scripture in Isaiah that really fuels me to this day. It's in Isaiah 62 verse six. And it says this, those of you who pray, Give yourself no rest Mm -hmm. and give the Lord no rest Mm -hmm. until he completes his promise. Mm -hmm. And so praying for a breakthrough or praying that gifts of the spirit would flow through you um, once, twice, every now and then, you know, it's just not going to, you'd be the first, (laughs) right? I'm not going to say it's not going to happen, but you'd be the first, right? Um, Every person I've ever studied had to, um, had to plow, you Mm. know, had to go get it, right? There's a reason why not a lot of believers are moving in the spirits because they don't want it bad enough to not give themselves rest. Mm. Um, But then, like I said earlier, I mean, a lot of times people have received a gift from God, received an impartation, and they don't even know it because they haven't yeah. tried it, right. Right? right? Like I had a person, he was a pastor of a, um, hmm. a great church, and he says, I wish I had the gift of healing. And I said, well, have you prayed for the sick lately? 
And um, he was like, no, no, I kind of stay away from that. I kind of mm. just go for salvations. And I said, well, you, you might have it. <laughs> you, <laughs> you don't even know it, right? You don't even know it. And uh, so, you know, I was thinking on the way here, Micah, in, in 2 Kings chapter 2, I think it's verse 14. I can't remember. But it's definitely 2 Kings 2 where uh, Elijah was being taken up in a whirlwind to, a whirlwind to heaven. And his mantle fell off, and it went down, mm-hmm. and Elisha caught it. And um, and then Elisha was was walking away, and he encountered uh, the Jordan River, mm-hmm. and he needed to cross the Jordan River. And so, I don't think he knew what that mantle could do or <laughs> sure. couldn't do. I don't think he felt electricity when he caught the mantle. Mm-hmm. I mean, the mantle is is a piece of clothing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, I don't think he picked up the mantle or caught the mantle Mm. or all of a sudden started feeling, Mm -hmm. you know, um, he just went up to the Jordan and said, you know, let me see, let me see if the, if it'll make a path. Mm -hmm. Right. And then he just swung that thing. Right. (laughs) He just swung it. Yeah. You know, you're, you're never a hundred percent sure you're hearing from God until after you do something and, and see that he came through. Yeah. Um, you have to take a risk, mm. you know, you have to try something, mm-hmm. you know, and if you're humble about it, the people you're talking to will give you, give you a pass. If, yeah. You know, like on Sundays, I always, uh, typically eight out of 10 services, I'll, I'll try to move in a word of knowledge, mm-hmm. but I'll tell the church, Hey, look, you know, I'm doing my best. And, uh, if nobody raises their hand and says, that's me, that means God was not talking to me. I was talking to myself and, you know, I'm sorry. I'm doing the best I can. Right, you know, right. and and I've learned that about seventy percent of the time, it's accurate. Mm. You know, and thirty percent of the time, I was talking to myself. Mm. But but when I'm accurate, mm-hmm. the probability of them being healed, regardless of what it is, you know, blind eyes, deaf ears, uh, scoliosis. Um, but it, it takes a risk. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And and I think people look at Elijah rising and think it's so risky, man, what you do is so yeah. out there. You're so fringe. Maybe we're fringe, but yeah. I yeah. mean, <laughs> yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Um, but I would say, and I, I've said this in some trainings before, um, the riskiest part of doing outreach or intervention is striking up a conversation with a stranger. Yeah. It is the riskiest part. And so for introverts, that seems like the risk is a yeah. lot higher, but yeah. for extroverts, it's not. So it really is just as simple as that. Striking up a conversation, trying obviously to hear from the Lord, but yeah. to open up the space for some See, I like Elijah Rising's model because I think the toughest thing for someone to do is actually leave their house. That's probably true. To come, That's very true. To come meet up yeah. with you guys because yeah. you guys mentor in the moment, mm-hmm. you know? And so when somebody's like, I don't know what to do, I don't yep. know what to do, yeah. you know, you're not sending them into a brothel and sitting in the car and yeah. saying, let me know how it goes, <laughs> yes. you know? Never, we would never right. do that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, hey, let me know how it goes. Get back to me, you know? I'll be praying for you in the car, That's you know? Right. I mean, yeah. you're actually walking in yes. there, and and they can kind of see how mm-hmm. to do it. Right. And then when they're ready, or when the mentor thinks that they're ready, it's like, okay, you're up. Yeah. You know, I think the hardest thing to do is just 
to like get out of the house, right? Sweet. Okay, I'm going to do this. I yeah. was planning on going with Elijah Rising, mm-hmm. um, but I'm actually going to do it, yeah. right? Yeah. And and just yeah. get out of the house and, um, and, and come check it out. And so it just seems to be the theme of giving God an opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not going to do anything unless you give him an opportunity. You put yourself in that mm-hmm. moment. Um, I like to, I really like to, um, to pass out food on the streets mm-hmm. because when you run out of food, now they're just standing there and it's like, Hey, um, I usually say the same thing. Like Jesus is here and wherever, whenever Jesus is here, mm-hmm. the power of God is here to heal. Mm-hmm. And so, but if uh, the the greatest miracles by far are on the street, mm-hmm. it's it's just like, Go do something, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and so in you know, there's another quote in the book. So I'm gonna circle back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you you kind of touched on a concept of you know, without the power of God, we're gonna be laboring like the work is gonna be a lot harder yes. than it needs to be, right? Yes, and, and far less fruitful. Yeah, that's yeah, that's how you worded it in the yeah. book, and that really really stuck with me because um, I'll just tell you, like in anti trafficking. The turnover rate uh, for staff is eight months. Oh, wow. And the burnout rate is two years. So, <laughs> and that's nationwide. That's not for like Elijah yeah. Rising, but nationwide, that's a statistic that just came out last year. And that and when just, you say burnout rate, are you talking about your staff or you're talking about the people that you're trying to help? Staff. Staff. Yeah, wow. these are both for staff. So, yeah. people quit before they get burned out, or if they stay in, they maybe the burnout is about two years. Yeah. Um, and I've always felt, I've always thought, like, there, there is a way in the kingdom to not have that as our reality, Yeah. right? There is a way to do ministry where, I'm not saying it's easy, because yeah. it's not going to be easy, but where you kind of feel the wind at your back, yes. you know? Like, yes. And there's joy in the Holy Spirit, and there's yes. kind of like, man, that person just got a word from the Lord. Like they just saw their value yeah. and they're still in the club or whatever, yeah, you know, they're yeah, still yeah. in their context, but yeah. her life will, I know her life will never be the that's, same. That's the divine impression that you're, mm-hmm. that, that we're talking yeah. about. That's that, that's impression where the Holy spirit flows through you and you say a few sentences mm-hmm. and, and you know, there's an impression taking place because, um, Shakespeare actually said it, but it, it, you know, it could be in the Bible um, <laughs> that the eyes are the windows of the soul right. and you can see yep. in their oh, yeah. eyes that there's been a Holy Spirit impression mm-hmm. and they'll never again be the mm-hmm. same. But to your point, I mean, people burn out, people mm-hmm. quit. And, um, you know, even I'm, I'm startled mm-hmm. by the number of pastors that yeah. get burnt out. Yeah. And, you know, um, doesn't matter how you slice it or dice it. Um, the Great Commission, um, serving God, mm-hmm. is um, it's, it's challenging. Sure. Right? Yeah, it's never absolutely. not going to be challenging. Right. But if you want fruit to come out of the challenge, right. you know, at least right. you can look and see, hey, look, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and if you want it to be more fun, even though it's challenging, yeah. you know. Yes. Um, you know, it's a, it's when you get to partner with the Holy Spirit and see him make an impression Mm -hmm. on a person's life, whether it's healing, revelation, a word, um, 
when you're seeing that and now you're part partnering with the Holy Spirit to see a move of God, mm-hmm. now, even though ministry is challenging, it's mm-hmm. fun, mm-hmm. right? Like I used to put in so many hours into my sermon, mm-hmm. preparing my sermon. And, and now it's really not nearly as important mm-hmm. as spending hours with the Lord mm-hmm. because I'm more interested on seeing what he's going to do during the ministry time. And I'm not trying to minimize Absolutely. the sermon. Yeah. I'm just telling you what I look forward to the most yeah. is seeing the impression mm-hmm. during the ministry time. Yeah. Yeah. And now when I'm driving home, I'm not feeling drained. Yeah. I'm not feeling exhausted, yeah. you know. Um, Super cool. It's just fun. There's you know, so, when, when yeah. you call me or, or when your husband David calls me, you're like, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> it, those are the moments you are partnering with the Lord. And and that, I believe, it it prevents the burnout. I think so, too. It prevents yeah. the burnout. It's the people in the ministry that are, are doing all the heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mm-hmm. their responsibility to change a life. Right, right. And that's just not... Um, well, it's not true. If Jesus, the disciples can do it, if Jesus can do right. it, what, what makes you so special? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. It seems like it takes a lot of humility to walk this road of journeying with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're going to get it wrong. Yeah, you might look silly sometimes. Yeah, you might feel like you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> probably most of the time as you're growing in this, and yeah. so yeah, it almost feels like an awkward that awkward stage that we all go through. Yes. And it's, you know, I think when people look at um, ministries where the gifts of the spirit are flowing, they think to themselves, well, that's just not my calling. Right. You know, Um, that's their calling. Mm -hmm. It's just not mine. And, you know, that's, um, there's no biblical reference for that. Mm. You know, in, in John 14, 12, it says, um, to those who believe, Mm-hmm. which is all believers, you shall do the things that I have done. Yeah. So there's no biblical reference for that. I think the only difference is between people who have the Holy Spirit moving through them and people who are doing all the heavy lifting themselves mm-hmm. is they haven't wanted it bad enough to pray fervently and relentlessly mm-hmm. and then put themselves in position yeah. to see whether or not there's a greater anointing on your life, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That's so true. Yeah. It just makes me want to like, let's get out there more. That's right. Let's see what else the Lord will do. You know, let's let's just just give them an opportunity. You know, let's just see if, if God's doing something in me that I don't know. Right? I love that. that yeah, is so maybe fun. he's doing something in me that I don't know maybe about. Maybe aware. Yeah, because it's not all signs, wonders, electricity. Whatever. No, no, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Let me ask you. The Lord moves through you in powerful ways, Micah. But has there ever been this moment where all of a sudden you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the next step you take, God's going to do something that He's never done in your entire oh. life? <laughs> no, never, never. Right? No. I mean, there's moments where you go, oh, I feel the Holy Spirit. Yes. But that doesn't mean, you don't know what that means. Yes. You know? It's the just your, the, the moment is powerful yes, and it's awesome, exactly. but it doesn't tell you, hey, the next time I talk to somebody, the Lord's going to move in a way that he never has before. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, 
you go out and then you come home with a testimony Mm -hmm. of how God used you in a way that he's never used you before. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then your expectations rise yeah. because he's already done it once. Now yeah. you can expect it more often. Absolutely. But this this sense of assurance, hey, when you go out, I'm going to do this. Yeah, never. I just don't know anyone like that. Yeah, never. No. I think that's a really good point. So, okay, final thoughts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we have people out there who are getting stirred, they're getting, you know, their hunger is sparking, can you give them... For all the type A's like myself, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. are a couple of things, three or four things that people can say, mm-hmm. I'm going to put my um, energy into this yeah. because I want to hunger and thirst. I want to demonstrate my hunger to the Lord for this. Yeah. What would you say for them to do? So I'm going to give you three things, but I'm going to, I'm going to give you four. And the first <laughs> one is going to be a, a shameless plug to buy the book. And I, I'll tell you what's interesting is <clears throat> for our TV audience only, mm-hmm. If you purchase my book, then um, Whitaker, the publishing company, they're actually giving the Charles Finney book oh, cool. for free. Well, hey, there you go. Because um, it impacted my life so mm-hmm. much, and they also publish Finney's book. Wow. And so that's just for the TV audience. But right before I left to come here today, I found out, hey, we can we can run that same play. So if if any of your listeners are like, hey, I wanna I wanna buy Frankie's book. Mm-hmm. I also get Finney's book for free, my goodness. So the way they get it is if they go to um, my website. This is so awkward for me to talk about. No, this is great. Um, it's frankiemazapika.com. Can then, you spell that for yeah. us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a mouthful. Just, it, you know, the most common mistake people make whenever they spell Frankie is they put a Y. And okay. I'm like, please, even when I go to Starbucks, like it makes no difference when they write their name, right? And I'm just like, it's an IE. Just, <laughs> just, you know, I've long <laughs> since given up on my like, name. Yeah, yeah, just write Mike any way you want to. <laughs> I don't fine. care. Just give me my coffee. <laughs> So FrankieMazapika.com, you spell Frankie with an I-E. And then um, Mazapika is a mouthful, but it's it's really how it sounds. It is Maz-a-pika. So And we can put it in the show notes yeah, for our okay. listeners. Yeah, it's just a double Z, but it sounds exactly the way. Um, yeah. M-A-Z-Z-A-P-I-C-A. But here's the three things. Number one is you really have to commit to praying relentlessly. And, you know, how long you pray has always been kind of taboo in the church world. It's kind of like hmm. nobody leans over in church and says, hey, how much you giving in the offering, right? It's just kind of rude, and it's none of your business. Right. And But when you talk about how long you pray, it can come across as mm-hmm. bragging. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I would say this. You need to pray longer than what you're comfortable with. Sure. And you need to do it regularly. Mm. Okay. Um, I read a a Charles Spurgeon quote recently. He said, um, if you're not praying, you do not have a relationship with God. Mm. And I was like, whoa, you know, when a general says that, right? When a general says that, it's like, okay, I need to remember that. But making the assumption everyone prays, Mm -hmm. um, I would say that, you know, if you really need a breakthrough, Mm -hmm. need meaning you're not willing to live your Mm -hmm. life anymore, Without it, um, I would say pray relentlessly and pray regularly longer than uh, you're comfortable with. And and praying doesn't just stop with that appointment. Like Smith Wigglesworth once said, 
I don't always pray an hour, mm-hmm. but I don't let an hour go by without mm-hmm. praying. So number one is praying. Number two, there's a particular scripture in John fifteen seventeen where it says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, mm-hmm. you can ask for whatever you desire. Mm-hmm. And um, you, you can't get around it, mm-hmm. right? Like you have got to get his word in you. Now, I work with somebody that they study the word completely different than me. Mm-hmm. Um, they just read large portions of scripture and they can just retain it. Right. Right. Sure. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I have the gift of ADD. I'm not <laughs> claiming it. It's true. I don't want to be prayed for. I love it. I love thinking about a thousand different things all at the same time. <laughs> um, but I, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, even when I was a kid, um, content retention was always a challenge mm-hmm, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I do is I memorize scriptures. Mm-hmm. You know, I come across a scripture that I like, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm going to memorize that scripture. Sure. So however you get the word in you, you got to get it in you. You know, sometimes I put myself to sleep, you know, by listening to an mm-hmm. audio version mm-hmm. of a book in the Bible. And then number three, uh, you you have to be busy. Mm-hmm. You have to be busy. You, you, you know, the Lord's not going to give you a gift for your own enjoyment. Yeah, that's so good. He's not. You, you have to be busy. You got to be moving in your church. You got to be in the local church. You got to be doing something in the local church. You got to find a ministry to be a part of, whether it's your own life group, mm-hmm. whether it's getting in on, you know, there's probably listeners that are, well, we know there is. That's not in the Houston area, so yeah. they can't like volunteer with their time with mm-hmm. Elijah rising. They can be a financial partner, just a shameless <laughs> plug, but you know, they need to yeah. find a ministry to be a part of mm-hmm. in their church, in their life group, or go find a, a local ministry mm-hmm. um, that they can volunteer for and, yeah. and just be busy. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Be busy. I love that. Any last thoughts? No. Um, Anything I didn't cover? No. I, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. You no, know, it's my pleasure. Um, it's fun to partner with you guys, but, you know, your, um, your guys' ministry is so awesome. I appreciate the opportunity to, to share this moment with you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have one more question. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as a – you're the senior pastor, Celebration Church. What – What moment, was there a moment that you said, man, Elijah Rising or this anti-trafficking ministry could add value to my church or my congregation? Mm -hmm. Can you share what that looks like as a senior pastor? Yeah. You know, um, the adding value was a second thought. Mm. Um, And it has added value because our congregation now has a way to be busy outside of the church walls. Right. And I feel like uh, a believer should be busy on the church property Mm -hmm. on a Sunday morning. I believe every believer should have a form of a life group Mm -hmm. in their home um, at Starbucks. But then how are you busy outside of the context? I'm going to call like traditional ministry. Um, and so it has been a benefit for Celebration Church because we have so many mm. people that want to volunteer. Um, but I wasn't I wasn't getting involved in Re- Elijah Rising for that purpose. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize there was going to be a mutual benefit. 
I got involved because I know um, there was when I met you guys, the Lord told me two things about you guys. And one of them was these people are at the tip of the spear. And after knowing you guys for four years, I just realized <laughs> that and your husband, David, told me that uh, the tip of the spear is actually your guys' logo. And I was like, oh, my goodness, how have I missed this? But <laughs> it was like confirmation for me that I really did hear mm. from the Lord. And to to financially support you guys every month, that mm. our church would financially support you and be as generous as we possibly can, not just like, you know, um, check a box by mm. sending some, but as possibly, as, as generous as we possibly could, um, was more because of the, the urgency mm. of the ministry that the ministry has. Mm. You know, we're, we're talking about, we're talking about slavery here. Mm -hmm. I mean, these women are not doing what they're doing because um, they want to. Right, they're not right. doing it because they enjoy it. Mm -hmm. um, they're doing it because there is a, a some form of being captured. Mm -hmm. You know, I asked mm -hmm. you one time a while back, I said, what do you think about these women that are at strip clubs? I mean, they volunteered to be there. Um, or maybe they went into a massage parlor and like, I'm going to make a few bucks mm. and I'll be out of here in two months. Sure. You know, it's good money. I mean, you know, and you said something very powerful. You said, you know, after being in this ministry for so many years mm -hmm. and talked to these women for so many years, mm -hmm. they may have mm -hmm. stepped in on their own accord. But if they've been longer, if they've been there, and correct me if I'm if I'm not yeah. wording it wrong, if they've been there longer than a few months, it's no longer their choice. Yeah, yeah, it's no longer their choice that there is they're being pimped some way mm -hmm. somehow. Absolutely, uh, it might be the manager of the club right. or Absolutely. whatever. They're being pimped some way somehow. So now they are in a legit form of slavery, and so many of these girls um, have children. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. obviously they're, they're not married or maybe their husband mm -hmm. is part of it. Right. And, and it's just the, 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 one of the most sickest, um, um, things that the, the enemy is doing on the earth right now. And to not support it, I felt like, um, was, was turning my, turning a blind eye. Yeah, to these sure. women and um, what God wants our church to do. Mm. You know, if we're inwardly focused, I don't think we might call ourselves the church, but it's not, mm. it's not the church. Such a good word. Well, I kind of yeah. put you on the spot. Oh, there. well, I'm glad you did. Sorry. It gave me an opportunity. <laughs> I think sometimes the, the, the best things I have to say is when someone pokes me. <laughs> I appreciate your time, yeah. and we have just loved having you on. And yeah. I would really encourage our listeners to get a copy of his book. They can find you at frankiemazapika.com. And you know what? You, you get the two-for-one special. You get the Charles Finney book for free if, if you go to my website. But um, if you just go to Amazon, you can, awesome. you can get it as well. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you again for mm -hmm. your time. Yeah, and I've enjoyed it. Yeah. I've enjoyed it. We thank should do you. it again. Thank you. I would love to. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great one. Thank you for joining us today for this episode. If you were inspired by this content today, please share, rate, and leave a review. 
Also, please consider making a donation at elijahrising.org donate. Your support helps us continue the vital mission to combat sex trafficking. Until next time.